Welcome to the podcast, Most People Don't, But You Do. Stories and conversations about the benefits received and the fulfillment enjoyed by doing what most people don't. This is Bart Berkey, CEO and founder of Most People Don't. We're a motivational storytelling and training company where we provide enabling tools to empower you to do what most people don't. Today's guest is a celebrity in my mind, maybe maybe even in his own mind, but it is Mr. Bill Hopkins. I want to read a little bit about Bill before we dive right into questions. But Bill Hopkins, he is the co-founder, I guess you would say, with T of Bill Hopkins Events. And he's also leading the Bill Hopkins Rock In Orchestra. They provide music, entertainment, and production for corporate and social events. They do local, regional, acts all the way to headlining. They serve a niche market and corporate incentive programs in the US and around the world. And what one other line that I wanted to read just real quickly, Bill, and I don't know if this is intentionally your vision or mission statement that you and T have come up with. And T is Bill's wife, so I'm going to reference her and probably uh, your boys and everything else, but helping people celebrate success, accomplishments, and significant moments with world-class music and entertainment. Welcome to the podcast, Bill Hopkins. Did you like that line? Very nice. Thank you. Did you write that line or was that? Uh, yeah, I think I did, but it's been a while. Yeah, that's still, <laughs> it still holds true. <laughs> it, it does hold true. And that's really one of the reasons why, first of all, you and I have been friends ever since we met when I was during my, my hotel days. You were always extremely kind to me. You were also service oriented because often we were selecting you to represent the entertainment and provide these experiences for our top customers that's really one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on this podcast, because you have created quite a company, quite a reputation. And I'd like our listeners to learn a little bit more about growing up, understanding that you've had this company for over 30 years, you are musically talented, you participate with the band, you also have the event side. So how did this start, Bill Hopkins? Where did you grow up and when did you know that you were interested in music? Uh, interested in music. Uh, right away? When I heard the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. And that was when they started. So I'm, uh, I've been around a while, but uh, I just it just hit me. It was, it was wild. And always... Uh, had passion for it and and, and loved it. And, uh, I, I eventually was able to start playing instruments and uh, <clears throat> started blues harmonica. And then I moved to saxophone. And um, yeah, that's so what age. That's, so what what age are we talking about? Well, I didn't. That was I was kind of I started my life over at. Uh, in my early twenties, when I started playing saxophone, okay. and so, so to when find, you were find in, out what I, what's that? Yeah. So when you were in elementary school, were you um, were you playing? I, I actually did play. I I these are a long time ago. I know. I played the uh, in the little or you know back when schools had full healthy music programs. I know some of them do now, but not many. And uh, I played the, uh, the 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 bass. You know the big bass and Bowen and with a, um, a little orchestra. It was yeah. What didn't think much of it then, just was part of it. 
but right. when rock and roll and that stuff came out, it, it kind of hit me. And wow, you know, yeah. I grew and up so in the '60s, Bart. So that whole change and uh, you know, that, yeah. that kind, of, kind of thing. So high school, were you also involved in a band? Uh, not really. I jammed a little bit with harmonica. That was it. With some okay. guitar players, but. All right. So when did in where did you grow up? I wanted to start with that. New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. All right. Up, yeah. In a little town of New Hampshire. Yeah. And you know what? I know nothing about New Hampshire, which is really sad and embarrassing. So I can't even ask you a follow-up question. That's okay. It's a wonderful okay. place to have grown up. I hear New Hampshire is a wonderful place to have grown up. Yeah. Okay, good. That yeah, then well. we can move on. Okay. So Bill, you're not giving me a whole lot. So um, jamming in a little bit of a band in high school. Um, so when when did it hit you? Okay, yes, Rolling Stones and the Beatles, perfect. But when did it hit you? I want to do this for a career and my passion. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's let's not forget Bob Dylan too. All right, <clears throat> but uh, it's and 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 lots of other artists. But it, it, but I, I think. Uh, you know, I, I try to figure it out. Um, I didn't go to business school. I did study some music when I moved to California in my early mid mid twenties, um, and got more serious about music. Studied music, um, and that's and then started putting people together and making bands and playing around and you know, nightclubs and bars and that 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 whole world. And uh, then I. I saw people doing things that were a little more elevated and, and, and bigger groups. And I thought that was, you know, I'm thinking about, I was into jazz. I studied jazz, big band, a lot of horns and singers and this whole rich sort of organic sound uh, with a lot of different musicians and, and styles of music. And, and so I just had this dream and there were some local bands out here in the Bay area where I, I live now that we're having this great success. And I said, I want to do that. So yeah. took a while, figured it out. And uh, how can I do it different? And how can I do it maybe better? And uh, we went from there. And then I found out uh, about this whole world of private events. And uh, I just, I saw this is, this is where we need to go. Cause uh, it's a tough business. Music is. It's a very tough, tough business to make a career to make a living. And uh, yeah. even even at for people, I don't not people incredibly talented at the top. People think because you did a tour with Santana as the lead vocalist, you've made it. Well, you made it for that tour, and then it's over. I mean, it's a it's a real. I mean, there aren't, there aren't many. You know people that have longevity through decades like the stones or madonna or you know elton john i mean people that you know have these incredible there's very few of them <laughs> yeah no and you know as you referenced the stones and the beatles and bob dylan and i was even you know listening to bob marley the other day and the songs uh -huh. i mean for all of those bands that we just mentioned and performers it's still yeah. relevant today bill i want to go back to moving to california so was it from new hampshire and you don't have to yeah. share any of this, but please, it would be good to share. Why oh, did you move? Okay. To, what did you move from New Hampshire to California for school or for the dream? Uh, both the dream okay. and, and uh, you know what? What are we going to do? And 
Actually, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, was it uh, Greyhound had a $50 anywhere in the country ticket. Oh, my <laughs> God. Thought, There's a value. And I bought one, and here I am. <laughs> so is that really how it happened? You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go somewhere. Okay, I, I had an aha moment. I was working uh, for the town, uh, basically driving a truck, in the you know doing all that kind of work for for a townie a townie we were called townies okay. uh, that kind of the volunteer fire department that whole you know local kind of part of the the network there and it was a winter time and we would plow roads and you'd also salt roads and I was up in the back of the truck going through these crooked roads. And they have these grates and you stand there and it's raining out. It's colder than cold. Mm -hmm. Well, it's raining. So it's not that, but it's, you know, it's raining and cold and I'm going around and I'm beating down the salt so it can go down into the, the chute to go out the back to scatter on the road. And we're going along and there was very slow and I got hit in the head by a tree limb because I'm standing up there and it knocked me down into the truck. It didn't hurt me pretty thick, but I sat there and I just laughed and it was almost like an aha moment. I said, what the hell am I doing? And I said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to change this. And I looked to that as kind of a kick in the head yeah. to uh, get me to take action. So that spring I moved to uh, California. I came wow. out to California and uh, got enrolled in school, found a great, area i'm out in the santa cruz area and yeah. uh yeah that's that's a yeah, long story really part. you got no no but i mean but i've never heard that from you we've never gotten this deep into it and there's a lot of customers there's a lot of friends and family members and fans of yours that probably wouldn't have the ability of being able to ask you these kind of questions so that's what i enjoy about this podcast learning things that i didn't know before and symbolically, there are probably people right now that are getting figurative hits on the head of it's time to do something different. It's time to move. It's time to embrace challenges. It's time to explore. And that's exactly what you did. And it was because, sadly, you got hit on the head. So I'm glad you're good. And what if you hadn't got hit on the head? It would well, have to be a yeah, different might story. Have been. You, might still might be, right, you still might be a townie. Well, it's, the townies are good folks. I, you know, I, I yeah, I probably maybe, anyway. Some people might be saying, so that's what happened to him. He got hit in the head. <laughs> that explains a lot. Doesn't that explains it? a lot. There you go. But All right, so, so, Bill, what's what school was it in Santa Cruz? Well, there's a junior college here, and I, I, I've been very, very lucky, very lucky in my life. Um, it had an incredible uh, instructor. Uh, his name's Ray Brown renowned um, as a jazz educator kind of took me under his wing because I didn't know anything and uh, studied music and from there moved on you know played in the big bands in school and yeah and then I went to um, San Jose State and got a degree but I will say I probably uh, Cabrillo Junior College I probably learned more just amazing. because I was so you know, yeah, the name of the name of the gentleman that taught you 
Ray Brown was his name. Ray Brown. Um, Ray Brown, that was a bass player, very famous, uh, that's that's passed on, played with, you know, great people from 60s and, and 70s, but it's not him. He's a... Okay. Yeah. Is this professor, this instructor still living? Is yes. Mr. Ray Brown? Okay. Is he aware retired. of what... Pardon me? He's retired. Okay. Is he aware of your success? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I see him once in a while. Uh in the around around town here but you know he, he phenomenal yeah. he, he played in the stan kenton orchestra okay. incredible arranger incredible musician and, and amazing year and uh, yeah and i always like to reference people that have influenced your life and it yeah. sounds like ray brown was a huge influencer what you've been able to learn and apply i want to get back to doing things different you saw that people were doing jazz in big bands uh, you know, they were doing it well. When you said that you wanted to do it different and you wanted to do it better, what did you see and what did you envision? Well, I, I think that, and, and, and uh, first off, I should say, making a living as a jazz musician is probably the hardest. And I'm no, not sure I was going to work that hard or even I had that kind of a gift. I'm pretty sure I don't. So I, but I love I love rock and roll. I love all that, all the great, fun, high energy music. And, and I, and I, and because I think because I enjoyed a lot of different music, um, I, I was open to, to, you know, I mean, and it's what's there's, I, I think, I won't even name any artists, but there's contemporary artists that I really admire. Yeah. for their ability and I know how hard they work. I don't buy their records. I don't listen to them. But when I hear it, it's like, wow, yeah. you know, and, and so it's, 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 um, I, I, I think to stay young and to stay in it, to not become irrelevant, which yeah. I think is really easy to do. Um, it, you've got to embrace the new what's, what's coming, what's new. You know? And is that, do you think that that has led to, and please be modest, that has led to your excess because you continue to embrace what's new and what's next? And is that a reason of how uh, you thought you could do it different and do it better from what you viewed? I, I don't know that I thought that I could do it different. I just was passionate about it and, and was going for it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that, that, that always, I always, I think about, I, I think it might've been David Foster, you know, the mm -hmm. arranger performed, he's still very relevant and active. Mm -hmm. A quote he said once, it really hit me and uh, about people in the quote music business. And um, they say, you know, I, oh, I, I left the music business because of this or that. And it's like, no, the music business left you because of this or that. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, one of the things that I, I think about is everybody, as you grow up, everybody thinks the music that you listen to as you are coming of age. So for me, it was those bands we mentioned earlier. Um, I don't want to give Mick Jagger too much of a plug. You know, he's, I think he's got enough of those. But when you become of age 16, 22, said whatever, that music is like, this is amazing. This is my music. And everybody thinks the music before was old and clunky and, you know, corny. And everybody thinks the music comes after is a sellout. It's like, 
right. this part of my and I'm not every, but it's a pretty general rule when you think about the music that you come of age with, that yeah. you identify as becoming mature, becoming yeah. an adult, whatever. A lot of people think that's the stuff. Yeah. Or they use another word. And everything else is BS. And and so it's it's kind of funny. Well, the next question is, well, who's right and who's wrong? Because everybody goes mm -hmm. through that. So when you think about that, it's like you have to think about, well, what are my kids listening to? I don't have to like it, but I need to know what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it, what I'm hearing, it's flexibility. You are embracing the new, embracing the next, even though your passion lies with a certain genre of music and you're saying jazz and big band, you don't mind playing other types of music if it's right for the customer or if it's what well, people want to hear. I, it's, it's more than I, I don't mind. It's I love it. I mean, I really do. I mean, I, I love jazz. But I love classical. I love contemporary. I love you know all kinds of mm -hmm. countries. Amazing, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's just there's a lot of great great you know just beautiful beautiful music out there. Yeah. How does how does music make you feel? Um, <laughs> I'll drop I'll drop a name here because it's really relevant to me. I've, I've been working for uh, Clint Eastwood. You know, he's in our area here doing music through different things he's involved with his clubs and things and uh speaking to him once about music and he said to me and it really resonated he said you know bill he says music to me is like a breath of fresh air and so i went wow <laughs> that's uh it, it it i've no times when i just i mean i i think people just do it I, I almost forget about it you put on music and all of a sudden it changes your mood you feel happy it's exciting it's yeah it just, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. Are you, are you always listening to music externally? No, I'm not. I wish I was listening more, but I'm not. Okay. But I, but I do listen and, and I, I do pay attention and I, you know. Yeah. And do you hear, do you hear music in your head? I, uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay. Do I? Well, in, I, I've, I've, I'm a huge <laughs> Prince fan, you know, and, and uh -huh. rest in peace, but you know, I heard on one of his interviews, this is a long, long time ago, he said that he hears music in his head. He hears songs in his head that are not necessarily already out there. He is inventing songs in his head. And when he shared this with somebody, he realized that that was not normal. Not everyone has new songs playing in their head that they can go down and write and write out the music and perform. I, I no, he's he's probably a million times developed beyond that than I am. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I and I appreciate Prince and his gift and his talent. He was very prolific. I understand they're even finding new songs in a vault that he's right. I right. mean, yeah, it's just yeah. you hear about people like Beethoven and Mozart and the old days they hear, they yeah. just write it down. It's incredible. And there are yeah. people now that do that. I mean, I I've got people I work with that have that that ear, that ability. And that's not me, Yeah, uh, but that's okay. It does, and I, my, you know, my gift or my uh, contribution is putting it together and yeah. make executing, making it happen. And that's kind of where we, I went to, you know, in the last, especially in the last 10 or 20 years since I met you. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I want to understand a little bit more about. So here you are, you are um, putting together bands, you finish school, you're, you're seeing some success with that. When did you get the idea of 
this corporate incentive market is massive because we can change the way that people think and feel with a celebration. And what yeah. better way to be able to create a memory through music? When did that idea come to you or maybe came to you and T, your wife? Uh, it was a little before I met T, but since uh, we met, we've it's taken it to a whole nother level, but uh, I'll give her a lot of credit for that. <laughs> but we've, uh, I, it was probably uh, 25 years ago. Uh, <clears throat> there was a, a client that uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. It just it just kind of kept morphing. Uh, I think about the association of uh, uh, of of meeting planners in the industry, and I got connected with that, and that really helped me see wow opportunity. Uh, and and I was doing a show in San Francisco. And I met a meeting planner and she said, you know, you should get involved with this association. And uh, I'm talking about FICP. Yeah. It's called ICP, I think. Yeah, but uh, but it was it and it and it was huge. It was like, wow, this is a whole nother world. And there was a niche. So I thought this is this is awesome. And and from there we've we continue to have great relationships and friendships with people in that business and uh, you know, they've done great business in, in that. And I guess the thing I'm thinking about, you know, you were exposed, people were supporting you. They liked you. They liked your message. They liked the music. They liked the performance. So then they started recommending you. And then because of your good product being the performance of you and the band, people started referring and referring and referring. Now, well, it, it was, yeah, is that how you think it, it kind of took off? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that there, um, one of the things that 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 we're we're proud of and that we <coughs> excuse me that makes a difference is uh, you know I think a lot of people use this word now but authenticity mm -hmm. I think people connect with that I think people and it's not that you're <coughs> say the greatest guitar player or the greatest saxophone player or the greatest singer mm -hmm. but our, as you're doing it, especially with a group of other like-minded people is it it's, it's so if it's authentic there's there's no bs people recognize that not everybody you no know, some people don't care that's all right you know they're not there they didn't one, one thing i know is people didn't come to these events to see us they came because they earnestly say so in a way it's almost easier because we are the icing on the cake yes and i recognize that yeah so it also keeps you humble and uh you know it's i think is important and uh because of, I think when we, we really hold that standard of authenticity, no one's phoning in, in, no one's, it's so, and I think that's, and that's how I, you know, I like to think about life. I mean, what are, what are we doing here? It's, it's a one-time yeah. deal. Yeah. You know? And that's what I so, noticed about you. And when you're saying authenticity, you mean not only the performance, but your band members and your bandmates. Yeah. Everybody, everything oh, about yeah. it is authentic. What, let me just share a couple. When you just said that, I hadn't really thought too much about it, but then let me kind of drive it home and give some specifics. Uh, I remember, first of all, the loyalty that you have created with your band members, and I know some have been with you 20 years, 25 years, and we'll probably stop there, maybe even 30 years, but that loyalty that you have created, but what I noticed about your band members is that they are real people, and they have a blast, 
And if they're permitted to stay and keep singing because they love it and it shows, they're going to keep on stage and singing because it shows. They're going to interact with customers and with hotel folks and with people that hire them as appropriate. But you can tell that they love what they do. One other real crazy thing, Bill, is that you align yourself. When you would bring in special guests for some of these incentive trips, and I'm not going to get all the names right, but um, I, I'll never forget the gentleman, and you can help me here. Um, was it Jefferson Starship? Uh, Mickey no. Thomas. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he rode on the bus with us back to the airport. He didn't need a limo. He didn't need anything. He rode back to the airport on the bus with us and engaged in conversations like, telling us about his kids and his family and why he chose to always wear a seatbelt. No one else was wearing a seatbelt on the bus, but yeah, I mean, like, I remember that vividly. Um, wow. people, right, right. Like those are the people that you surround yourself. And what is amazing is that you are able to identify that authentic aspect in people and then you connect with them. Same thing with our dear Pam Ferguson. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, Tracy Anderson, you know, yeah. some, some, some of our former employees that I had worked with that have that connection with you. Um, is it difficult to find authentic people in the entertainment industry? I, I don't, I, you know, I, to me, it isn't so much that, and Mickey's a great guy, a wonderful human being. Um, but I think by the way that you conduct your self your business your life i think you can bring that out in people and you know because there's a lot let's let's face it there's <laughs> i think keith richards said it so well uh in his book which is amazing that he remembered all this it's a great read it's called i think it's called life he said the music business is one step above gangsterism <laughs> which isn't very nice and he's coming from back in the 60s when you know you didn't have to fight for literally fight to get paid or chase someone. There's a lot of, and that world is different than what we, you've seen me in this world. I, I'm not, we don't play in, in those in those worlds uh, anymore because we're doing private events and this kind of thing. I never worried about getting paid. Uh, <clears throat> but it's there's a lot of crazy stuff in this business, and even today um it's there's a lot of people they see what we're doing oh i want to do that and i think really what what are you going to do well i just you know i want to hang around and they think it's all you know champagne and caviar or something and and you know it's just a lot of work and and to me it's that um so i yeah to your point i think if you conduct yourself that way uh, so many times people just because of the, 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 the way we execute, uh, what's the word? Um, the, the level of service, the anticipation of all the different things, even a simple communication about what to expect. I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to blow our yeah. horn here. It's just, no, no, it's, no, like, no. it's Treat yeah. people the way you would want to be treated. It's yes, and, and they're going to remember that. And I think that that's why you have such loyalty with your band members. That's one thing. The second thing I wanted to ask you was, you have great loyalty with your customers too. 
So we can talk about, you know, XYZ for financial company, ABC insurance company, XYZ yeah. corporation. You have great loyalty. What do you attribute that ability, your ability of have, having great loyalty with customers? Well, I, I, think, I think it's... Uh, that it's it's a carrier the same thing it's treating people um we're not selling entertainment yeah. we're trying to dig deep into and and it's easy question what did you what have you done the last couple of years if it's a new customer well then you get a sense of what what worked what didn't what do you like who are your people where are they from what do they like do they dance are their spouses all these things you know you don't have to say how much money do you have because that's always just such a and then you can kind of figure out where the comfort level is and then you could say well here's some ideas that we've seen work that that and it doesn't mean i mean we're we're chasing down a band right now that's a big name act for a client <clears throat> that um we've never worked with but i i know they're a great act and once we do if hopefully we, we will then i i can put them in that category too that we've you know ex executed a great event and all of that but so when you give people options to say here's a couple that we think oh you know we don't like them okay well let's find here's a couple more <clears throat> and you and you really become more of a partner uh, we we've so you start there and then you develop that that relationship, and again, it's you know that white glove service, top to bottom, everything. Treat people respectfully. Be anticipate those things, and and do it. And after you do it enough, you know how you learn to do it. Doesn't mean you can't keep learning, but it's like follow up, follow up, follow up. Stay in touch, you know. And everybody works differently. Some people are emails. Yeah. Some people are a call. Yeah. Imagine that. Some yeah. <laughs> people are texting it, whatever. But it's 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 you have to learn all those things and then what happens eventually in in the best possible world is we become part of their team uh, we go out and do site visits um, with clients and they you know because they know that what we are there to contribute is not about us selling something it's about looking after them and their people and how we're going to make this work and, and be to be more most effective so yeah. it's um I, that's how, that's kind of how we, we, that's how we do it. And it seems to work. Uh, yeah, well, it definitely works. And I was hoping that you would throw in a most people don't statement to relate back to this podcast, but I'll give you yeah. a couple of minutes, but um, what you do, Bill, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on this, on this call, because yeah. what you and T, your wife and your bandmates do think about it. You are focusing on the customer you are asking questions. Most people don't. Most people don't listen well. Most people don't provide solutions. Most people don't build relationships. Most people don't act like partners. Most people don't follow up, follow up, follow up. All of those things, I think, really, really separates you from everyone else. That's just from a service perspective and a sales process perspective. The actual performance, which I think you just alluded to, you're not selling entertainment. You're selling this experience and going back to, you're helping people celebrate success, accomplishments, and significant moments. And it happens to be via the vehicle of music and world-class entertainment. How but easy are, is that? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and how fun. And that's why I, I you know, have always 
uh, appreciated you, liked you, respected what you are doing. I just have a few additional questions for you, Bill. And this is, I think, really helpful because what we're learning is that no matter what industry, and I've had people from, um, you know, the cruise line to a uh, former chief usher at the White House to an independent third party planning company to my mother on this show. And we continue to learn. I think our listeners learn every single time. And it is this notion of going above and beyond, doing what most people don't, doing things differently. Just a few additional questions with you, Bill. Um, when, um, when you listen to somebody, how do you know if they are it, if they really have the talent to be unique and memorable? Um. I don't know. It's you just. I don't know that it's uh, check this box, check that box. It's just wow. I think the best thing is have a conversation. You know, once you this is really good, and then see. But I, let me say one thing. All right. I would say execution is what most people don't, and that's what we do. I would say our execution is. It's, it's, and that's, everybody thinks they want to be in the book of band business. And then, and I'm, people in some of those industries you're talking about, other industries, oh, we can do that for you. And we're like, really? Okay. And I, it's just, it's this whole other level of detail that, as I mentioned earlier, treating people you want to be treated details details there's no question how am i getting from the airport to the venue i mean simple things like that that we hear horror stories from even you know name entertainment well it's not taken care of or it's goofy or whatever you know yeah and, and it's i mean it's just down to the to the even i mean i remember when we had jerry seinfeld coming in on a private event can mention his name i we do a lot of uh, there's a lot of trust because of our discretion and non-disclosures but we were at an event and he was coming in and he wasn't going to get there till one in the morning well t and i were sitting outside the hotel because there was sort of a different entrance where he could come in as a celebrity and we were out there till three in the morning when he finally arrived you know uh, that's what you do what you do yeah that's what you do you know, so and, and it's like it's not it's not like begrudgingly this is you yeah. do it till it's done you know you yeah. make sure all these details that's just a that's a little thing an easy thing to do yeah and and uh but it's it's just you know okay so, so two, many details yeah so two parts of that i guess so one as so there's two components at least two components to your business you can be the performance with your orchestra, with your band, with your group. Yeah. And you are also, the other part is that if it's not you, you can also, you're working with other performers to be able right. to book them. So as a booking agent or as a performer. And the execution, I think, really parlays into both. Execution as a band performing, yes, you're set up, you're on time, everything works, it's plugged in, the sound checks. The, the list of songs that you're going to be performing based on the needs of the customer and the audience, done. So then the other aspect is the execution of booking a different entertainer 
and all of those aspects that needs to roll into that. Would you say that execution is also equally important for talent? And, and I, I'm doing this too often. I have to make sure that I stop. I ask a question and then I keep going. But the example that I want you to talk about is that at several different events that we've done together, you would bring in a person that was a finalist on this show, this singing show, or right. the semifinalist from this show. And I was always immediately drawn to their realness that even though they were on TV, you know, a month ago in front of millions of people, here they are in front of a group of 50 of our top customers. And guess what? They're coming up and talking to us afterwards, like just brilliant. How do you know those people are that talented, that are that good, that will be success and continue to be relevant? Well, you don't. I mean, you don't know that they're going to be. But to your question is, I think between me as a musician band leader and booking, you know, an A-list celebrity, it is not a lot different because it's just details and it's true. You know, it's that whole bit. And when you establish your process, your, how you do it. And, and, you know, that it, people see that, Oh, I know when I'm working with these guys, things are going to be taken care of. Same with the people that, as you said, that have been loyal and, and, and fortunate for us that they've been with us a long time, as we like to say, longer than most marriages, but, uh, 20 or 30 years, you know, musicians, artists that we work with. When you get with someone on The Voice, I mean, I, and again, I think they come in and they, they see a lot of crazy stuff. I won't get into all that, that, you know, but it's almost dangerous because they become famous around the country because they finished in the top three. They didn't go through the hard knocks of learning how to be out there. And there, there's a lot of people that take advantage of that in them. And there's a lot of, um, you think you're there, but you're not, you got a long way to go. Um, there's a few, you know, there's a Carrie Underwoods. There's a, you know, there's a lot, there's a few that have made it, but not a lot through those. When you think back. And so we've met people from those singing shows and contests and they're amazing. They're incredibly talented, but it's it takes a lot more than that, you know. So a lot more than that to remain relevant and continue to evolve and continue well, to, to have a career, to have uh -huh. to build yeah. a career. You know, I mean, they, it's yeah. I mean, we it's you know, you talk yeah. for hours about that. Yeah, it's, no, no, no. But it, I think it's a great summary, Bill. It's yeah. hard to build a career, and we started this conversation talking about that. It's hard yeah. to be a jazz musician. It's hard to be a musician. It's hard to uh, have a lifestyle and build a career and make a living doing music. But what I appreciate what you and your and T, your wife have done is you have been able to create something with something that you love. As you described, you love all types of music. And as Clint Eastwood referenced, it's like a breath of fresh air. Every time you hear something, you have appreciation for all different types of music, which I just think is so unique and remarkable that you continue to explore your passion with the love of your life, see some great things, bring the kids along when appropriate, <laughs> and being able to pay the bills. That, that is a incredible lifestyle, and I'm certainly proud to know you. Uh, last, last question I had for you, last question I had for you, Bill, is um, for our listeners, because this will go out to 
um, approximately 20,000 people. And it's everything from executive directors of companies to yes, friends and family members, but to a lot of our meeting planner associations, FICP members, hoteliers. Um, can you share what is public, some of the groups or some of the performance acts that you are able to, that you work with, that you can book. So in case they hear that you work with XYZ and they're interested, and I'll give out your contact details later, but are there any groups or performers that you can share on this that aren't confidential in case people have an interest? Oh yeah, I can say who we work with and who's yeah. coming up and all of that. I mean, that's, yeah. I just, not connected to a company and yeah, location and place. I mean, I we've got work next week and, Dallas, and then we go to uh, Big Sky, Montana, which is a place I've never been, which we're excited about. But um, there's, and, and it's, I mean, we're, anything's possible because, and T's really uh, taken this a lot more than I have. She's, and she's incredible and amazing, but we've got, we have relationships with the, the management teams and the booking agents, and it's separate. We won't get into all that. With almost every artist you could possibly imagine, we can find them. And we can get a price and we can check availability and all those kind of things. But people that, I mean, I, Seal was amazing. Um, I, country, Toby Keith is just an incredible artist to me. Uh, he's a funny guy. And, uh, but there's, you know, all just, you know, Lady A, Jake Owen, these are some country folks. Darius Rucker done a bunch of shows. He was great for some uh, some virtuals. Um, I'd say one art artist, he was just on the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show, was uh, Oz uh, Perlman. He's a uh, mind reading, I mean, incredible guy. He did some great virtuals with us. And I'm okay. thinking this because we kind of just coming, hopefully, almost to the end of this pandemic stuff. Yeah. Uh, virtual wise, uh, Don Felder from the Eagles, amazing. Wow. Uh, done a lot of shows, but then you know, there's uh, all, all kinds of people. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. Seinfeld no, but, was a was a big one for my for T because she was a big fan of the, and still is of the show. So that yeah, was great. of course. And then just name one name that you work with um, that does like motivational speaking and training and things. Um, anyone that comes to uh, mind, are you looking at the camera? There's anyone a guy named Bart, I think. Yeah, Bart Berkey or something. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, and again, I didn't mean for you, I didn't want to put you in, in under any pressure to name drop, but as this does go out to many people that are looking for entertainers and for performers and virtual acts, uh, you know, you, you all can work with just about anybody, which is terrific. Yeah. And then the other thing uh, I just wanted to make clear that your band, your orchestra is an incredible group of talented performers. And I've shared this with, you know, our dear friend, Pam Ferguson and Tracy Anderson is that, you know, we will participate with our customers when we are doing it. And I don't like to dance. And I got to tell you, your group, your performers, your bandmates, and you create the urge for me to get out on the dance floor. And that well, is, I mean, that should kind of say it all. For someone that doesn't dance, you guys make me want to dance. I think if you can touch people and get them to move through music, uh, that's that's as good as it gets, you know. And, and, no matter and if they like the dance or they yeah. don't, they yes. dance yeah. and they get the energy. You know, it's just it's that exchange of energy and yeah. 
and love of you know cel celebration it's a wonderful thing exchange of energy love and celebration and i think that's probably a great way to be able to conclude this um bill if people would like to reach out to you is the best web address hoprock.com yeah h-o-p-r-o-c-k h-o-p-r-o-c-k.com .com, and that would be yes and okay. ask for so they, tea. She's a lot smarter than that. <laughs> well, and I get, that's, I know we mentioned her. T-E-E, -E, like a golf tee, not T-E-E. Yeah. No, T-E-E. -E. We've mentioned her many times. She is an incredible woman and I know has helped build up the business with you together. What a great partnership. And yeah, again, I'm, I'm proud to know you as a human being. You've always been a great friend, a great supporter of mine. Well, thank you. And I, I kind of wanted just to kind of help spread the word of Bill Hopkins what you do what your story is and helping people celebrate success accomplishments and significant moments with world-class music and entertainment there is nothing better than that bill any final words before we conclude no i just thank you for having me i, I hope i i've, I've uh, shared some thoughts and ideas and uh, we'll just look forward to seeing you somewhere soon yeah, yeah. on the dance floor not for sure. All right, Bill. Thank you, or, my friend. Or a cup of coffee or a beer. That'd be good, too. Yeah, that's right. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,